so uh, this is the original that was in the 1972 Tales from Crypt movie. And then they readapted it into the 90s one or 80, late 80s, I guess I should say. With Mary Ellen Trainer. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. And the, it also had, um, but you've seen my face from Twins. <laughs> that guy was in a shitload of movies. Looks like a Christmas Can story. <laughs> Can I full screen this? No house is that clean. <laughs> oh God, who's the mother? That frog is fucking terrifying. I bet you the husband comes downstairs and fucks that thing when the wife is, like, in a bad mood. God. <laughs> Looks like Steve Martin. That is the ugliest dresser ever. Oh my god, he is a Shriner. I was just fucking trying to be a wise-ass. Someone spilled the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, she looks like a psycho. Mommy, yeah, because that like I'm instantly... Coming, Carol. Uh, no, she's like a little pain in the ass. I'll throw you in the fire. Well, maybe he drinks so much booze, his blood is like more booze than echo blood. Look at all the donkeys on the wall, and there's a big jackass right there and a bunch of jewelry. Good night. Good night, mommy. Night, daddy. Yeah, good idea, lady. She killed him because the cheap bastard couldn't get a bick. A man described as a homicidal maniac has escaped from the hospital for the criminally insane. He is six foot three inches tall, 210 pounds, dark eyes, bald, and may be wearing a Santa Claus costume taken from a shop in Burley. All residents of the county are warned to be on the lookout for this man and to phone the police if they see him. We now continue our program of carols for Christmas Eve. Oh, she's dangerous enough. Why is she worried? I, if I was a Santa, I'd be scared of her. It's probably some nosy-ass neighbor. Every HOA neighborhood has that one dickhead who gets way too involved on the holidays. <laughs> Starts banging oh God, on the doors. Oh, holy moly. Oh, Jesus. I thought it was just a giant dildo. It's multi purpose. Talk about phone sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Jesus Christ. That's some, that's some Italian kind of colored blood. That's Italian blood, yeah. Or Dawn of the Dead blood. <laughs> Definitely 70s blood. This one it looked exactly like paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing they didn't do DNA testing back then. Why would you scrub that? Just throw it away. Goddamn kids. segments in the original movie that came out in the 70s before no HBO adapted it into a television series yeah so this uh, th this was an anthology movie yeah that predated creep show interesting yeah um damn it's been so long since i think it's like the crypt keeper is like some old dude All right, so uh, for a pilot episode, or for like a movie, you mean? Oh, I, I consider it a pilot episode because that's what you kind of sold it to me as. No, we'll watch the pilot next, the the nineties one or the late eighties one, the ones that has uh, need, uh, the I love yeah. But yeah, that was from Tales from the Crypt, 1972. And it had uh, the intro, and then it had one, two, three, four, five, uh, about five or six stories in it. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this quick, and then we'll take a look at the other one. Um, I'd say uh, it was pretty good and suspenseful since it was shorter. There's a lot of... Wasn't much fat they had to worry about, so it definitely got just straight to the point. But then again, with the, the TV series, the episodes weren't too long either, so well, but, the TV uh, series were about an hour, yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, wow. I had never seen this before, like, this was the first time for me, and this is the first time I was being made aware yeah. that there was a Tales from the Crypt movie that came out in the 70s, and I mean, it was shot pretty damn well. Um, it's kind of weird going back, though, because I always remembered the Tales from the Crypt one with that creepy-looking Santa and the mother from the Goonies in it and the guy that... Um, in Monster Squad. Yeah, she was in Monster Squad. Um, yeah. But no, the, 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 the husband, he was, he's been in a shitload of stuff. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, and I know once I hear it, I'm going to be like, God damn it, I knew it. Um he was the coach in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. He was in Twins. He's been in everything. Everything. Was he, also, was he in Total Recall? Or am I thinking of someone else? He was in Total Recall. He, play, he played Quato. 
But the whole thing is, it's weird going back and seeing this one because there was no exposition given as to why she decided to kill him. Because at least they explained that way better in Tales from the Crypt, where she was having an affair. And I mean, they kind of touched upon it with the life insurance thing. But yeah, it was a little more insidious when it was like, darling, he's finally dead. It's all ours type of thing. You know, it was a lot more sinister. Um, it was definitely on the short side. It got the message across. But at the same time, it was kind of anticlimactic to have a Santa who looks like an old drunk who would sit in an alleyway, you know, just like burst in and give her a Vulcan death grip. And that was the end of it. It was still. It was also. Yeah, it was still very suspenseful, though, for for what it was. There, there I didn't really feel the suspense too much. I was kind of surprised when the arms came through. You know, that was a nice yeah. night of the living dead thing. Like even that used to get the hell out of me. It's like when I play Resident Evil and you go through that one corridor and the RPD and the hands come through. You know they're coming. And I knew that that goddamn hand was going to come out, but it's also like in the thing, the original RKO thing, when you know that thing is behind the friggin' door and they open it and it's there and you're like, shit. You know, so they yeah. did really, really good with that. There just there, there, there wasn't much on the story expansion front, but it was entertaining. It was shot really well. And yeah. I liked it. Now I kind of want to watch yeah. the movie. Yeah. Tales from the Crypt, that one was one of the first episodes that I personally remember was the Santa Claus one. And, of course, that, you know, was on season one. It was one of the beginning episodes. I don't think it was the very first one. I might be wrong on that one. I think the first one might have been the one with Demi Moore in it when, you know, she went to the fortune teller and she married, you know, if I could have you, nobody can. You know what I'm talking about. But the Christmas episode always stuck out to me because – there was a ton of suspense. It was shot amazingly. And it was just so well done. Like, if you were going to try to sell Tales from the Crypt on someone who had never seen it, absolutely that is one of the episodes that you should sell um, uh, as a part of the package. Excuse me. No, it's de that, that to me is definitely an excellent episode to start off with. I have a lot of favorite Tales from the Crypt episodes, but the Christmas one... Oh, man, it was so yeah. good. Well, let's check it out. This is when his voice is a little more raspy. Yeah, definitely first season. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've got some Christmas goose for you. Goose bumps, that is. Yes, indeedy. A little terror tale chock full of holiday fear. I mean, cheer, of course. So, good a gander of a yuletide yelp yarn that goes a little something like this. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the, all through the house. See, it's funny. Two. I mean, season one, episode two, right? Yeah. This was the second episode. Because yeah. while you were gone, here, pause it really quick. Okay. While you were gone, what? I was sitting there thinking that this yes. might have been the very first episode that they had done. 
But then I'm thinking that maybe the first episode was the one with Demi Moore, but I know this was one of the earlier episodes. Uh, the first episode was the one where the guy, um, oh crap, he's like getting revenge on people. Who... You mean the one guy who's like an um, he, he's an exterminator, and then yeah. he like goes around killing people. He's like they had yeah. it coming. You know, it's funny because as far as the Crypt Keeper goes, I can do his voice pretty damn decent, but I can't do the laugh to save my life. Right. You know, like the voice is so easy. Like the original in the first ep in the first season, mm -hmm. it was really raspy, but it got a little more energetic as the seasons went by. But I used to do that with my kids. Like that was how I was able to get them to go to sleep. You know, so it's just good evening, boils and ghouls. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Tonight's tale. Someone's learning about getting ahead in life. I love that shit. It's like visiting an old friend. And my oldest would always laugh at the puns and be like, his jokes are so bad. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, I think episodes are actually a half hour, not an hour, Tales from the Crypt. I th eh. there, there might have been a few episodes that were an hour, I believe. All right. Uh, uh, uh. Unpause and unmute. Nuts roasting on an open fire. Mute. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by choir. And so Fred Decker offering this simple phrase from Monster Squad to kids from one to ninety two. This was Bob Zemeckis. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas. God bless us, everyone. Right. Something needs to be done about that fire. Have you got the poker? Marshall yeah. Bell is the, the That's it. coach. Well, let me have it. That's it. What did you you can say? have it. What are you, deaf? I said, let me have it. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you son of a bitch. Yeah! Come on, HBO. Remaster tells me to create an HD episode. Shit, Cindy Lou's downstairs. Did you bring me stuff yet? You, you're supposed <laughs> to be in bed, young lady. But he's here. I saw him. Who? Santa Claus. Oh, come on now. But I saw him. He was outside. Good night, Joseph. Oh, come on now. How come Joseph didn't say good night to me? He's asleep, sweetheart, like you're supposed to be. I can't sleep. It's too hot. See, you're even sweating. Well, I'll tell you what then. I'm gonna open this window for you, but just a little bit, okay? I'm gonna give the kid fucking pneumonia. What you didn't ask for for Christmas, young lady, was a cold. What did you want for Christmas, mommy? A new pair of double D batteries. It, I already got it.
Yeah, there's no there's no H details hey, in the crypt yet, but it looks like a fan of skilled Leave your name, number, episodes. Nice. Darling, it's Elizabeth. I know you told me not to call, but I just had to tell you. It's done. I did it. It's all ours. The money, everything. We're free. Merry Christmas, darling. <laughs> We'll continue our music for Christmas Eve after KEC News on the Hour. And now here's Tracy Donahue with the headlines. Police and sheriff's departments in the Gaines County area have issued an all-points bulletin this evening for a male Caucasian reported to have brutally murdered four women in the Pleasantville area. County authorities say that the man, a patient at the Pleasantville Institute for the Criminally Insane, escaped earlier this evening and should be considered extremely dangerous. Officials confirm that the suspect is a heavyset man in his late 40s and is reported to be wearing a Santa Claus suit stolen from the home of one of his victims. All citizens in the Pleasantville Gaines area are advised to remain in their homes until further notice throughout this emergency alert situation.
cut for a scream, boys and ghouls. Oh, don't worry about little Carrie. This particular Santa preferred older women. In pieces, that is. Oh, God. <laughs> well, it just goes to show you. Be very careful what you ask for for Christmas. You might just get it. <laughs> oh, what a classic. This was my Saturday night. See, you saw an HBO though. I got to watch it on television. Wait, wait. All right. So, thoughts on all through the house? Um, still holds up. Still suspenseful. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Larry Drake is awesome. Yep. Honestly, the character reminded me of the Ripper from Last Action Hero. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, to a deal. Good character, actor. Tom Noonan. Yeah. Who was Frankenstein. Phoebe, boy. But, no, this... Well, like, when you were gone, I said that if anybody was ever going to try to sell Tales from the Crypt on somebody and they had never seen it before, that this was one of the episodes to go with. Because, I mean, nothing sucks worse than, hey, this is this really amazing thing I'd like for, you know, to share with you, and it winds up being a real stinkeroony. This one is one of the right. great ones that came out. I mean, a lot of Tales from the Crypts were really good, but this one always stuck out to me. Not as much as Television Terror did for me, but this one was still really damn good. It was a joy to watch, and I loved it. Mary Ellen Trainer, amazing actress. She was so good. Especially the end, when she was, like, terrified. It was great. Yeah. No, she was great. She she was a really, really good actress. Um, Is there anything else she did? I feel like... She did a lot. Lethal Weapon? I'm probably missing... Oh, yeah, yeah. She was a psychologist in Lethal Weapon. She's been in so many movies. Yeah. She was great. Um, so just everything about it. Robert Zemeckis is an excellent director. We all know that he did Back to the Future. It was written by Fred Decker, who I popped for because he did Monster Squad. Mm -hmm. And just watching the movie one compared to this one, the movie one seemed a hell of a lot more tame. I understand it was in the 70s. But this one definitely went for creep factor, and it won. You, you, you didn't even know this was a this was even like a remake of another Toastmaster property. That was kind of cool to discover. Um, I know the story itself had been floating around for like a long time. Like I, I wouldn't call it an urban legend, but the story itself had kind of been floating around the whole time. But what this episode managed to do really well as something. You know, I talked about with the the movie clip one was that there really wasn't much exposition as to why she killed the husband. Because, I mean, the whole basis of Tales from the Crypt is someone does something shitty and they get their comeuppance. That's the whole crux of the Tales from the Crypt thing. And this one, she killed her husband 
as opposed to the original one, she killed the husband, but the husband seemed to love her and dote on her. You know, he's kissing cards and shit like that. And then you just see the wife kind of open the thing. And, I mean, I guess it means that it, that it was his life insurance policy. This one, on the other hand, the husband was a real asshole. You could tell that this guy was like a nasty drunk who would probably beat the shit out of her and say horrific things to the kid. So up until she makes the phone call, you kind of feel sympathetic towards the wife. I mean, that's yeah. how I always kind of felt about it. And then, you know, you find out that she's, you know, fooling around on him. I wonder why, you know, because the husband was an asshole. So it's just, there was a, there was a lot better character development. A lot more was explained because there's several motives right there, as opposed to a thinly veiled one that we got in the movie. We got that the husband right. was a piece of shit. We got the life insurance policy. We got the, oh, I'm so glad the son of a bitch is dead. Now we can start our, our, our new life together type of thing. So there's way more motivations for the character to do what she did. Because at the end of the day, it's like the original one didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense because she just killed him for the life um, uh, insurance money. She already lived in a fabulous house, and obviously they were fucking rich at the ass if the husband can afford um, jewelry like that. So why kill him when you're getting covered no matter what? You know? Yeah. Unless she was just also a great talking about 12 minutes versus 27 minutes, I think, that one was. So like, you know. Yeah, but more, you know what the thing is, is that... Out. It's not so much that there was more to flesh things out. There was more thought put into this one. Right. It's just this was an mm -hmm. excellent episode. They couldn't have done better with this one. Yeah, suspenseful. Yeah. Everything about it was great. Mm -hmm. I don't really think yeah. there's much more I can say about it. It's great. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. And once again, if you're going to tell somebody to watch Tales from the Crypt and they're like, give me an episode... And all through the house, absolutely one of those ones you want to throw at someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely a good. If you like your your Christmas themed horror stuff, you know, there you yeah. go. It's a lot better than watching Silent Night, Deadly Night. To be honest with you, <laughs> nor the sequel, Garbage Day. <laughs> Fuck out of here! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, uh, no. This was a, this was good. No, this think, was uh, good. I don't think a lot of people have even probably seen either one of these two. Let's are just just discovering Tales from the Crypt. Well, I feel like a lot I of these had, anthology shows kind of get seen, lost. I had seen the the the, the HBO one obviously because Tales from the Crypt was yeah. my Saturday night at nine. I mean, like, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah, thing definitely. in our house to do, was to sit down and watch Tales from the Crypt. And that's wound up becoming a third-generation thing, because now my kids are, you, you know, my oldest especially, we, we'd sit down and watch Tales from the Crypt all the time. That little dunt at the end of the theme song, that's what my oldest did every single episode, because at the end, you would just hear, dun, and it was the cutest thing ever. You know, so Tales from the Crypt, good memories all around. Definitely, yeah. You know, and we managed sums to up our our holiday episode. Unless we do another, but you know, so it's like happy holidays. Yeah, watch Die Hard. Happy holidays. Or Yo ho, oh ho ho! Now I have a machine gun. It's it's interesting not to be wishing people you know Merry Christmas anymore, but 
you know, I, I guess happy holidays. It to me, I feel it's an acceptable blanket statement because Merry it Christmas. is. It's the holidays, or as Mr. Yeah. Burns would say, "Ho ho ho, Merry Fishmas." Ho, Next ho, thing you know, someone's allergic to fish is going to write in. Ho, ho, ho. Now I've got a machine gun. There you go. <laughs> go fuck yourself. You're wasting your money on all these presents. And then you got to suffer no, with Lord. another new year. No, just, just be completely cynical. Uh, fuck no, the holidays. No, uh. no, this was great. I don't. Yeah, it was. I, I, I've got nothing to complain about it with. And it's just a story told itself really well. Story of a wife that yeah. was motivated by greed, and she got bitten in the ass at the end by an escaped mental patient, which definitely right. falls in line with a lot of urban legends that I grew up with. It's just, it's great. What more could I say? Yeah. Same. Yeah, so I'd say um, that, that, yeah, I'd say that's just about going to do it for our asses tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Uh, this is Slaya and Scary Jersey Gay. Signing off. Yeah, you have a good night, kids. Avidisen. Bye bye now. Hasta la vista. And watch out for the things that go bump in the night. Some mm. shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Merry fucking Christmas, you filthy animals. And a happy <laughs> new year. Uh, All right. <laughs>